Welcome to StoryWise, the podcast designed to give you the in-depth story behind some of our top storytellers as a way to inform, motivate, and inspire you to believe that you too can make your dreams a reality. My name is Jen Grisanti. I am the Story Career Consultant at Jen Grisanti Consultancy, Inc., a writer's consultancy designed to help you accomplish your writing goals and reach your career destination through one-on-one consults, seminars, and teleseminars. And I am so excited to have with me today Nick Waters. Nick is the creator of one of the most exciting new pilots this year, the event on NBC, Mondays on NBC, right? Mondays, yeah. Mondays, Mondays at, at 10? Nine. Mondays at 9. Mondays okay, at nine and it starts when? It starts on September 20th. Great. So please make sure to tune in on Monday, September 20th at 9 p.m. for the event. And let me tell you a little bit about Nick. Nick is the creator and co-executive producer of the event. Prior to creating his own show, Nick wrote for the hit sci-fi series Eureka, as well as the 4400 and Medium. Born and raised in Belgium, uh, Nick traveled to the U.S. to attend Oberlin College in Ohio before making the trek out to Los Angeles to start his life as a production assistant for OC alumni James Burroughs of Cheers and Will and Grace. He worked his way up the ranks to become a production manager before transitioning into freelance editing, working on unscripted and documentary shows for Lifetime, Food Network, A&E, Discovery, and NBC, among many others. Waters' directorial debut was an adaptation of the Stephen King short story, Rainy Season, a project born from King's famous dollar baby deals. His second directorial outing was Ryan's Life, a gay-themed coming-of-age story that garnered critical praise and over 15 audience awards as it worked the festival circuit. Wow, that's amazing. You know, I wasn't even aware of your directorial um, accomplishments. I was, I was like, wow, that is fantastic. Very well-rounded. Oh Thank my you. God! Like <laughs> I, I just watched the event. Oh my God, that is amazing. Thank so you. So exciting. Don't and don't don't ask me what the event is because I, I can't know. tell you. <laughs> I know we, we'd have to kill you. I know exactly. <laughs> um, how did you come up with this concept? What um, inspired this? It was actually I actually came up with with the original. Um, idea of the uh, for for the pilot for for the series um a few years ago i think it's now been four and a half yeah four and a half almost five years um and it, it really came about as um i i just wanted to write a, a spec that would help me um get hired so i i decided to write a script without really thinking that it would even ever get made. I just wrote something that I really wanted to write. Yeah. Uh, not thinking about no you know, production far, right? yeah, you production costs or right. um and there's a twist at the end of, of uh, there there are a couple of twists at the end of, of the pilot that were always in the back of my mind that I wanted to um, to incorporate somehow in, in a story and and the characters that are uh, that were in the original pilot and that are now in the series um, were characters that had been that had been growing in, in you know in the back back of my head for for quite a while and um, when the time came to actually sit down and and write a spec that had um, that was edgy which my my um, agent wanted something that was edgier than what I had done before right um, and I just sat down and it, it really actually just started flowing and uh, and it actually did work on getting you staffed if I remember correctly. It did. I read it for 4,400, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and, and actually, Medium, it got you staffed on, right? Or uh, it... Actually, I wrote it after my after. Uh, Medium was okay. the, the first uh, the, the first real big you know show that I've uh, ever written for, which was a freelance So it script. served a dual purpose. Boy. It did. No, it's, it's – uh, and actually almost sold. It uh, was optioned by Paramount uh, five years ago. So right, right after I wrote it, 
uh, it it really got an amazing response from a, a lot of different places. Um, I and can we almost why. <laughs> I can't with Steve Thank you. Stark, the Steve, one that was Steve, five Steve, years Steve ago. Stark um, at the time was uh, was also involved in the project, Great. and it's it's really evolved and changed since. And um, but but you know the the core uh, ideas of of the show and, the, and the, of what it is uh, were there since since the beginning. Great. Um, and um, you know we almost sold it to NBC actually right. for you know five years ago. Right. Um, and it almost happened, and then at the last minute, um, they decided to to pull the plug. And basically, um, the market was, you know, oversaturated with um, this this type of show with serialized right. uh, dramas. And I I think there were so many of them. Um, that yeah, there was a Graham Yost one on around the time. What what was that? Um, um, oh my gosh, there was one on that was similar. Yeah, um, where you saw the different perspectives of the same event. I think, yeah, yeah. Boomtown was actually... Yes, uh, Boomtown. What, what, yeah, yeah, and that was, yeah. I think, a few years before. Yeah. But I think Vanished was one of the shows, okay. Kidnapped. And there were oh, a lot yeah. of shows of that, yeah. that were, um, uh, you know, in, in kind of the same right. genre. Right, And um, and at the time, the, the, the pilot, the, the event was even closer to what those shows were. Right. And... Um, and they the the shows those shows didn't actually do well, and then that's I think what caused NBC to just overnight sort of you know change our minds uh, about uh, about the show, and then you know it, that was it, and then it kind of you know Steve Stark and I talked about um, turning it maybe into a feature for a while, and you know Steve is a, a fantastic guy, great uh, great producer, yeah. and uh, you know through the years we 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 kept talking you know we kept talking about it we. I kept pitching him ideas. We really wanted to work together again. Um, he's just so fantastic. And, um, you know, I never really thought that the event would come back. And it, it's, it really helped uh, to get me staffed on several shows um, and to get me a lot of meetings and opened a lot of doors. Uh, but, again, never thought that it would come so back. So that's <laughs> a lesson for writers. I mean, that's a very good lesson. You wrote a pilot to help with the intention of getting staffed so you kind of didn't even think of production costs and every everything and just mm-hmm. went for it and and look what happened i mean that is that's fantastic like mad men took 8 years right. so it is and and from what i understand with mad men it was sent to amc for staffing and then an executive saw it and recognized the value in it you know and i thought oh my God, that's an amazing story. Yeah, you know, you you really you never know. You don't. And um, and timing is everything. And it's it almost is. like what the networks have learned from the shows that were similar but didn't work can actually be beneficial for you. No, absolutely. You know? And and um, and the way this worked out too is um, again, Steve Stark. I had just pitched him another show, and um, it was. You know, it wasn't quite what he was looking for at at the time, and I think it was probably August, September of last year. And um, you know, it wasn't quite it, but right. we again, we really wanted to work together, and we kept looking for something that we would both enjoy developing. And then actually, um, in October, Steve was talking to uh, um, to NBC right. about a different project, and and right as he was about to hang up. Um, he just asked the executive, "Is there anything else that you're looking for?" Just so I know. And um, the executive, um, uh, Vernon Sanders at, right. at NBC uh, Universal, said, "Well, we're you know we're still looking. The one thing we're still looking for is a big event type of you know show." Right. Um, and clearly, Steve's mind directly went to, "Hey, I think I have something you might actually like." Right. So the script actually called the event. Wow. And that was on a Friday, and and Monday Steve just called me and said, "So, so, um, so you really want to do this, right? Because I think I think I want to do it." Um, wow! So it really How actually exciting. took a, a weekend, which it just was a very surreal experience. Um, and mind you, to put it in context for the listeners, at this point you had staffed on three shows. Mm-hmm. You were a, a mid-level writer, um, and and this was your first 
show that you sold. So, of course, when that happens, you recognize that a showrunner is going to be brought in and you have to deal with the idea that when a showrunner is brought in, very often your vision and the showrunner's vision has to be unified, and and that can be a very challenging process. What now the showrunner that was brought in on the event was uh, is Evan Katz, right? So Evan from uh, from twenty four. From twenty four, yeah, which you know, phenomenal background. So tell us a little bit about what that experience is like, because of course mm-hmm. it's almost like a marriage. You put two people together from totally different backgrounds and expect them to make things work. How how has that been and, and what advice can you give for people going through similar experiences? What have you learned? Um it, it's definitely um it can be a you know a challenging um experience and, and I think that goes for for you know for both parties and, and the relationship. Um, and, um, you know, it, on, in this case, the, the, the pilot, we, uh, actually, um, we, the NBC didn't actually bring on, um, a showrunner for the pilot. So I actually got to, to really keep my, the, the right. vision yeah. intact and, and NBC was very supportive of, of, uh, all the ideas that I had and everybody, we were really all on, on, uh. On the same and because page. you had you had a non-writing producer in Steve Stark, so that that helped. That, right, yeah, absolutely. That was great. I mean, having Steve, yeah. who has so much, you know, uh, so much experience, and also our uh, director Jeffrey Reiner, who was also okay, um, the directing was phenomenal. Isn't he oh fantastic? He's, uh, yeah, he he um, yeah. he directed the first three seasons of uh, Friday Night Lights. That's um, right. Of course. And um, a I lot of other Friday shows, Night but yeah, that's the feel that, that I wanted, yeah. a very realistic yeah. and, and uh, a human feel yeah. uh, to the show. And, and so I was a big fan of, of his directing from right. Friday Night Lights and uh, Caprica and some of the other uh, pilots that, um, that I'd seen. Right. Um, but he, he also came on, to, came on board mm-hmm. for the pilot and right. um, as, uh, as an EP uh, and uh, right. director. So I actually had... Um, you know, two other people with a lot of experience coming in and, right. and helping me, you know, sort of direct the, the, the vision. I hope for... you kept a journal during that time. Um, like, I, I, I did, actually. Good. I kept a, um, a, a video journal, actually, that, right. that uh, that's being uh, – it's actually being posted on NBC.com. Where can people find it? It's on, on NBC... NBC.com slash the event. Great. Um, and, um, yeah, it's being posted little by little. Okay, um, I think that is amazing. I know many listeners out there are writers, and, and certainly the hope is that this moment will someday happen for them. So the idea mm-hmm. of seeing somebody going through it, is that's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, – um, That was a great I thing to do. definitely wanted to do it to – you know, just uh, I was having so much fun on the pilot. Right. I, I, you know, I just wanted to to have something to to look back at, and oh, then also so to That's share with other awesome. people. Uh, so much. It, it was a lot of fun, really, yeah. and, and everything went uh, so smoothly. Um, that but even, this happened at breakneck speed because it was like you and yeah. your mind it had been to put to rest, and then suddenly, boom! In a weekend, everything was happening again. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was last October, and then wow. you know December is when we turned in the final draft of, which was mostly the final draft of the the Bible for the show. Right, the script changed, right. but was pretty much right. You know, it was very close to 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 what we had originally, and. Right. Um, so most of the work I did was in, you know, kind of redesigning the mythology um, behind the show, right? Um, based on some and of what NBC wanted to. And how do you NBC do something like to. when I think about the Bible for a show like mm-hmm. this? How do you approach that? It's you know, it's it's pretty daunting, yeah. and at the same time, again, I had you know, I had a lot of a lot of fun. Um, right. The the original pilot didn't have the 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 event itself. Right. The the series has. Uh, a bit of a, a sci-fi yeah. twist, otherworldly element to it, which wasn't in the original okay. pilot, uh, right. the original script, uh, which was much more, uh, um, much more like a just a regular yeah. thriller. Yeah. Um, but then NBC loved, you know, they loved the original spec, um, but came back to me and said, "Well, we were thinking, you know, we we're thinking about it, and what do you think of maybe adding a little bit of a." 
sci-fi element to the yeah. show. Nothing, you know, too crazy, just a little bit of it. And um, and they kind of gave it to me as an option, and I'm a big sci-fi Yeah, you fan. are. Your background and, uh, in sci-fi. Right, and so it kind of worked, well. worked out that way. Yeah. And so actually I got even more excited about the yeah. project, and, uh, you know, it involved redesigning a lot of, of, of the Bible and of the ideas right. that I had. The characters stayed very close to, to what I had intended originally. Um, but some, obviously, some of the twists um, had to be redesigned. And, right. Uh, um, but again, the, all the executives at NBC were, um, Universal, were very passionate about the project, very supportive, and um, right. it all worked out. Well, that helps. I mean, when everything's in sync, that helps. And I'm sure because you got to be on your own on the pilot, it probably makes the transition of, of someone coming in that much more challenging. I think on a show like this where, you know, I mean, it ends with such a huge moment where anything could happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, is is so exciting. I mean, so, so exciting. The pace Thank of this you. show is amazing. Yeah. Um, next, I would love to get a sense from you of um, I know we were, we started talking a little bit about the transition. So you went from the pilot, which you were able to, to do on your own, which was a gift and a wonderful experience. And then a showrunner was brought in for the series. And, you know, as I said, I mean, as, as we've discussed, it's kind of like, you know, it's your baby and suddenly somebody else comes in and that's never an easy transition. What have you found um, that you've learned? through that relationship and through your own skills because compromise certainly is has got to be a part of that journey. Yeah, no it's it's a it's a very important part yeah. um, of the journey. I think you have to really keep a an open mind and and realize that you know you need somebody experienced and somebody who's going to also bring in a fresh perspective and fresh ideas and uh, it's not always easy. I mean, you even if you really want it to work uh, and you want to try and kind of let go of, you know, some of the things that in this case had been in the back of my head for, you know, almost five years. Yeah. Um, then you have someone who comes in who, you know, I, I've been a big fan of, of of his writing for a very long time. And I'd never met him, but had been a, a big fan of his for a long time. And we really got along when, when we met. And, and he um, was very excited about, about the project. Um but it's it's still very tough at the beginning. It's yeah. definitely there's definitely a transition. Well, you've uh, been period. living with something for five years, and then in comes someone who this is a brand new thing, and and their mind may be going a million miles in a direction that isn't the same direction as where you saw it going. So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, again, that's not that's one of the 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 first pieces. You know, the first things that that he shared with me was that you know it would become a lot. more more fun for me the process would become a lot more fun if I just kind of try to let go and it, right. it wouldn't be easy and right. he was right it's it's really tough at the beginning you really have to to make a huge effort and it's it's you know it, it can be tough certain days um and you kind of learn you know every day a little bit more and um and also the ego I think the ego in the writer's room because the ego is a natural part for everyone, especially when a project you're so close to, mm -hmm. you know, in learning to respond more from the spirit than from the ego and really learning to to be in the moment of this is your show that you created and and now you're working in a team effort to make this a spectacular series right. and and really unifying visions and 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 coming together and and so you know i think with all new shows certainly i would say in my experience of working as a current programming executive um it often took five to eight episodes before the showrunner studio and um, network unified their mm -hmm. visions. And, and no longer do we have five to eight episodes because the show's going to be off the air by that time. So it's almost like it's been at an accelerated pace for everyone to figure out quickly how to make things work. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely, yeah. and it's it's challenging. You can also yeah. feel the, the the pressure of, you know, you really want it to work, and 
you know, you can't, like any relationship, it's you can't force it. So, yes. you, you know, you can try as hard as you want until it actually happen, happens on its own. And, right. You know, in your mind, it's just not going to happen. So. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I think it, it goes both ways right. uh, in, in this showrunner and, um, you know, between Evan and myself. But I think also... Uh, like you said, the studio, the network, and yeah. and everybody needs to get on the same page and try to do so as quickly as possible. And and we're about, you know, we're actually doing episode six right now, and we're still working I think, into that. Yeah. We we're very. Cl- I mean, we've Good. gone through the process, and we're Good. still trying and and figure out the, you know, how to live with the show right. um, episode. By episode and right. and you know learning how to break it faster and, and better. Right. Um, so every episode is still we're still learning, and I yeah. think that will continue for a while. But that's always, always, and forever in this business. I mean, I think I've covered over fifteen shows, and it's like you never get to a point because every show is like a new baby, and right. you're you're starting from the beginning and you're figuring it out together you know so it is it, it is i i think a constant growing experience so uh, i love that you're going through this and i hope you keep continue to keep your video diary through it um what would you say if you think about what you perceived this experience to be like versus what it is before this what has been the biggest surprise to you um well as far as the pilot I was surprised at how uh, smoothly everything went, actually. Right, great. Um, and no, it actually went really well. And, and, I mean, from talking to other people, I knew that it can be very tough and right. very complicated. And everything was just going so well. Um, and Steve Stark, actually, our producer, executive producer, kept telling me, you know, it's it's not oh, it's not usually like this. This right. is not normal. Right. So, just for don't you know, next time excited. around, don't get used to it. <laughs> um, and um, you know, I think that was, I guess it kind of it kind of answers the reverse of what you just asked me. But, yeah. Um, um, you know, just the day to day grind and finding out about um, all the little things that do you, you, have, have, you have to go to all the to meetings do. and all the yeah. exactly all the yeah. meetings and all the publicity, marketing, all those little things that. And everything you know, counts. And yeah. Yes. And and you know, by the end of the day it's you barely have time to sleep and it's right. you know, I'm I'm so glad it's happening and, and so then you thankful, have to come up with ideas and come up with yeah, I, yeah. I can imagine. Which which is why you know, it's so great to have such a you know, there are ten of us in the room and and everybody's so talented and it's great to have such an amazing uh, support staff and support No, network. and moving into that, that's true. So what, tell me about your writer's room. And I also want to, actually before the writer's room, what was it like? So you were involved in the staffing, yes? Clearly, yes, yes. Very involved. Yes. Um, what was that like? Um, it was interesting to be on, on yeah, the other, on the other end side. Of, of, of things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, because I've never really been in, um, or I'd never really been at the time in this situation before. Um, there were a lot of writers out there that I knew by name or didn't right. know at all, and right. um, you know, still wanted to really read every script that we got. And it, it really, you know, you're still editing the pilot. You don't know if the show is going to is going to go or not. Right. And you start getting calls from all the different agents and agencies and emails and, um, you know. And and then next thing you know, you have 500 scripts on your desk, and you really want to try and prioritize uh, what you're going to read. And um, and what I want. What would you I read, say when you were reading? Like, what were you looking for? Would you say on this show, just yeah. because of um, you know because of the nature of the show, I was looking for somebody who had dealt with um, serialized shows before mm-hmm. um and there are so many aspects to the show there's a little bit of everything for everyone there's a lot of story there's um action it's a thriller political thriller there's a kind of a medical sort of or right. scientific aspect to it um strong character so right yeah. character was yeah. very very important that's that's kind of you know for this type of show again it's it's really what will make or break the show i think it's right. having great uh three-dimensional characters um but you know we were i was looking for um 
hopefully somebody who was a doctor or right. had some kind of medical or scientific um, or, or hopefully both backgrounds. And we actually got um, uh, Lisa Zwirling, who, right. um, yeah. who is uh, a consulting producer on the show, right. um, who was uh, on ER. Lisa's for, great. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's and, great. Um, um, so, and she's also... She's also a doctor and has all this experience from See, it's good for lis- ER. the listeners to hear that, too, because in the writing world, we have a ton of lawyers, doctors, and there's there's a need for all of it when you have specialized shows. Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. And, and like I said, for this show, we really wanted a little bit of, uh, of everything. Yeah. And also, obviously, people could write the show, right. um, but also bring something uh, very specific that we we're looking for, like science and what were some like of your favorite spec scripts to read Porter? did you read mostly original um or both? they were actually mostly i actually prefer reading originals good um i think it which may is be very because, big right now yeah, yeah and i think i don't know if it's because i watch so much tv that i feel like i've kind of you know if if i read something that's a spec based on the on a, on a current show and if it actually feels like I'm watching an episode. I'm reading an episode of the show. Then I know that it's that it's good. So I think good. there were a couple of of those that, that I read, but mostly, yeah, mostly I read originals, right? Whenever possible. No, that's great. And now with the writers' room, um, speak a little bit with the event and with Eureka Forty Four Hundred Medium, like the politics of the writers' room. Um, what have you learned from each writer's room and like what have you learned from the other three shows that have maybe helped you in this writer's room and now of course you're in a much higher capacity Mm -hmm. what has that been like Um, you know the beginning the the first time you're in the writer's room it's it's always you've heard about it but you don't quite know what to expect and I think every show is different and you know uh, depending on who's running the show, who the people in the room are, what the show is. Um, so you kind of have to find your place. Uh, some shows you can be a staff writer and, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You're in the room. It's, you know, just the... There's no the, hierarchy. No, it's yeah. the best ideas. Yeah. Um, when and everybody can talk. Um, I, I've, I've never really lived it, but I've heard of, of some shows where, you know, staff writer is better just not talk yeah. unless they're you know asked to say something right um which you know i think is at least i guess because i it hasn't been that long since yeah i was in that position yeah. feels you know you you want to watch and learn for a while but then you also want to feel like you you don't want to be afraid to talk and and you know it's it's and and i think it goes on for a lot of people there's this um you know nervousness yeah you don't want to Say something stupid, and then you you want it to be a safe a safe place. Um, and um, I think we had that in in um, on all the shows that I've I've worked on. The dynamics of the room were different with every show and how we we functioned as a group. But but um, creating safety was a part of the experience. Yes, and yeah. again, people who were very supportive and and um, you know always. Uh, we're we're great to learn from. You've also. definitely worked in some challenging rooms, though. I, I, I have. You know that. I yes. have. And and what have you like? I th- and I want people to know that because you know the good, the bad, the ugly of what it is to be a working writer is you are going to have some incredible moments. You're going to have great days. You're going to have days where you want to jump off a cliff. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it is. Um, I think, and yet you learn from all of it. No, I think ev- every day. Yeah. yeah. You, you're right. I think every day, even the bad days. Yeah. Um, even the awful experiences that you, you, yeah. you may end up having, you, you, you learn something from, from all of it. Um, so it's, you know, it's not always pleasant. Yeah. But in the end, it, it just makes you a better, a better writer, producer. And you have so many different types of personalities that you'll end up uh, having to deal with. Um, it, it just it will help you in the end. Yeah, and I think you know I always think it's good for writers to know in in this business jobs coming to an end before somebody anticipates it being ready to come to an end or whatever. It is all part of a process. Like I try to tell my clients who have lost jobs mm-hmm. and who have 
that it is all part of um, growth in this town. And everybody, like when you're looking for, when you're staffing writers on a show, you're looking who's got the best material and who's the strongest in the room. And that's going to outweigh a lot of stuff. And, you know, certainly when you look at the right shows and all that. And also I think moving past um, learning from difficult scenarios and learning to take the positive twist from it. Like I think a lot of writers, my hope is if they've been exposed to some challenging situations, and I have seen people do this, they bring that with them and they repeat it, you know? And, right. and they learn, and it's almost like a, you want people to learn from the challenging situations and recognize what they shouldn't do and, and really be a leader and go into what, what didn't work from the last scenario, know not to do that, and move into what does work for them. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's, you know, I mean, that's just what happens in certain relationships just in life in general. And, yeah. You know, it, it happens in, in the writer's room, too. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, See, that's good. That's good for people to know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's good for people to know. Have you, like, in in the writer's room um, now, so now being, do you run the room? Do you, do you have your... Actually, Evan, uh, our showrunner, okay. is... Um, Active in running the room? He's, he's pretty much in the room most okay. of, of the time. Wow, because our, that's great. Um, Jeffrey Reiner right. uh, is, is on the show, who's our director and... Executive producer, and he's pretty much either directing or running post, running all the production side of it. Um, And then Steve Stark is very involved uh, as as an executive producer, also uh, non writing executive producer. So there's a great support staff support system, and uh, that allows us to really spend a lot of time Time in the room. Yeah, yeah, and you need that on a show like this. It's it's yes. yeah, it's a very a very complicated show and yeah. and uh, a lot of final though some days. The you, mythology you wanna, of the show yeah. is going to be really challenging. It's yeah. it's it's complicated. The structure is complicated to yes, to definitely. write and uh, the serialized um, aspect of the show on top of the structure makes it very challenging. Right. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about the event. Oh, and thank and you. I know people are going to be so excited to watch it. Monday, September 20th at 9 p.m. on NBC. Don't miss it. And we will be back with Nick Waters, the creator of the event. You're listening to StoryWise with entertainment consultant Jen Grisanti. StoryWise is a podcast designed to give you the story behind the people who tell stories, offering you insight on what it takes to work as a writer in television and film. Hear this and other podcasts on www.jencrisanticonsultancy.com, a full-service writer consultancy committed to guiding your vision. We are back with Nick Waters, creator of the event. I am curious about your directorial experience so take me into let's say your debut was an adaptation of the Stephen King short story rainy season tell tell us about this what was what was that experience what was involved in that how did that happen um it was basically um you know I think when you were talking about how I I I got started and when I first moved to um to to LA um you know like a lot of people I started as a production assistant and you know on shows that didn't quite um work out right away it's it's a pilot that doesn't make it or a show that gets canceled right away and so you keep you know you do a great job but you never end up moving up because you just have to start over every time and so after a little bit of doing that it it kind of you know I I basically needed to pay the bills that's really what it ended up being um and so I kind of had to move away from wanting to write for a little bit. I mean, I continued, obviously, writing, um, but I I kind of accidentally fell into editing for a while and uh, for mostly reality, sh- reality shows and uh, documentaries, things like that. Great. And um, it, it was a lot of fun. It, um, it was kind of like writing with pictures, really. Every job I had, um, and I really only worked with uh, a few specific um, producers and production companies, and they all let me really kind of write my own 
you know, my own shows and sort of would just give me the tapes and tell me, just find a story. And, um, you know, so I actually had a a really good career going for several years. I was very comfortable and I had a staff editing gig for a while. Um, But then, you know, after a while you start realizing, okay, I learned everything I could from this. And it's, it was great, but it's not exactly re- really why I, you know, I yeah. came here. Um, yeah. The reason I came here for. So. And it's hard to break away from because there's good money in reality after you get involved in. Right, yeah. and and having, you know, I was a great um, yeah. for a production company uh, called uh, Pie Town Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great place to to work. Um, that's you know, great. I have insurance, no, that's great staff experience. Gig. Yeah. Um, and you know they really liked me, and and I, I you know, I was really good at it from what people were telling me but it it just wasn't after a while I just wasn't really getting anything else out of it it was just a job right um and um so I decided to get back into scripted uh, but didn't really know anyone anymore and um thought writing my own script uh directing my own shows um or or uh, features it would be great. Um, obviously, it's hard to do a feature right away. Although now it's, you know, every year it gets a little bit easier with all the technological advances yeah. and computers. People can do a lot more. Right. Um, but it, it was a few years back, I think, right before Medium. So I think maybe six years or so, six or seven years. Um, I've I've been a big fan of Stephen King since right. I was a kid. Right. And um, there there was this one story called Rainy Season. Uh, which kind of, it was kind of like a throwback to old fifties um, horror films. Right. Um, it was a short story um, that I'd read when when I was a kid, written by Stephen King, and just kind of so it's something that I kind of I've done throughout my uh, I guess childhood and even I guess at the time still. I'll just even things that sound crazy. I'll just try it and just write people a letter and say, Hey, I, I'd love to do this. How about, you know, would you let me? And um, right. I actually wrote a letter to Stephen King said, I love this story. Would you let me direct it and, and write it and direct it just as a short film? And um, I love this story. And, yeah, I, 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 you know, first time I didn't hear back. Second time, um, a few weeks after I send the letter, I get a call from his assistant. And um, I actually didn't know, but he has this thing uh, in – that, that he does called the Dollar Baby right. deals, um, which started with Frank Darabont um, right. um, uh, a few a few years back now. Um, but he will actually give um, uh, young filmmakers who are just getting started uh, a chance to adapt some of his short stories for a dollar. Wow! So I had to write him a one dollar check, and that's so fantastic. I love that. It, it was kind of, I, I mean, I couldn't believe that's that was surreal. actually. Yeah. Getting a call back, just you know, just to, to start with, but right. um, you know, part of the deal is you, you can't actually use it for to make money. So you can use it as a, you can send it out to producers, you can show it in festivals, you just can't release it or, or actually, you know, sell it. Right. Um, but you know, it's kind of. I love that. It just wants to have you know the one dollar, yeah. and then you send them a copy when it's done, and. That's and did that part lead to deal. anything? Um, that that opened up a few doors and right. you know, gets you you know meetings and there's and right. there's it's Stephen King so just having, you know, that do word in, on your bio is just. Do you um, know what I love though, Nick? Like what I love about what you just described is you became the entrepreneur. You recognize that you were going one route that was the PAA and the writer's assistant and and so on and so forth, and that wasn't really getting you where you wanted to go. So you thought of a different route, and and this different route was working in reality and documentary. And and then from there, I'm sure gaining confidence in knowledge and experience of Mm -hmm. what that is, then, then for you to contact Stephen King and make this happen and have that lead to something. I love that. I think that's great. And did that lead to your next direct, your second directorial? Um, yeah, which was a couple of years, I think, um, afterwards between the actual production of the first one and, and 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 the second one. But it definitely, you know, I mean, you the first time you actually get to direct something this big, I actually had a lot of people help help with the right. Stephen Kick project. Um, I mean, you learn so much. And, was it and, like a labor of love? Like, what was the budget? Um, like it was something like 
ten thousand dollars okay. maybe and and right. you know it was you know I used my own savings and right. a lot of people actually that I met um, working as an editor helped oh great uh, so we got a lot of equipment for free and right. and the, the production value was actually really really good um, right and uh, yeah it, it it definitely and, right. and like you said also being a production assistant an editor. All those things actually gave me some skills that I used in the project. And, yes. and you know, you learn from, you know, you, you, you don't have to focus on necessarily trying to get a, you know, a writing gig right away. Right. You can try, and, and it's great, but because it's so it all difficult. Means something. It's, it's like a circle. Right. It's like as long as you're in the entertainment business, whether it be editing, whether it be directing, whether it be casting, whether it be anything i mean as long as you're learning it's going to help you when you eventually want to create a show yeah and you're going to have a huge toolbox to draw from and um you know being in production you actually you know you learn some skills that you will need as as a producer if if you if you do get your own show it's there's so much more that goes into you yeah into it than just writing um and you know anything that you can learn before you get to that point is 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 helpful. No, I think that's great. And now, okay, so your second directorial outing was Ryan's Life, and I want to talk about this because my my book storyline deals with adding fiction to your truth, and I know this is a gay-themed coming-of-age mm-hmm. story that garnered critical praise for over and over fifteen audience awards. Was this based on a true life experience? Yeah. Again, it it was. Um you know, I, I wanted to write something that that would address the coming out process, and but you know, really everybody goes through uh, when you come out. It, it's you know, and you kind of go through the same process, and yet everybody's experience is different. The story is different, but the emotions are the same, right? Yeah. And so everybody yeah. can kind of relate to yeah. uh, to 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 what you're going through, but each individual story is obviously yeah different. So. You know, I, I just wrote this. Um, it was a short film, but it, I also wrote it as a pilot, so it was the length of a. Uh, it was twenty two, twenty three minutes, um, and worked as a self contained story as a short film, but also worked as as a pilot. And so right. my my thought was, I'm going to again write, direct, produce, edit right. my own short film and yeah. make it also a pilot, send it out, and you know. You never know. We'll see what happens. If not, at least I'll I'll have you know another short film that I can uh, that I can use to try and, and um, advertise myself and, and sell myself. Um, and um, so I just I you know based it on my own story and my right. own coming out and everything I went through as as a teen and um, you know adapted it into this um, this dramedy. Um, and as soon as as we released it, it just really, really struck a, a, a chord. Um, it actually got a uh, development deal and, and got developed into a six episode um, wow. series at um, Here Networks, which That's is great. one of the two gay um, gay channels. We had right. Rue McClanahan attached uh, for a while, and the show um, is actually after all these years still in development and wow. never. It hasn't gotten made. I'm still hoping one day it will get made. But I, I got to write the first six scripts, which were the basically was the first season, uh, which uh, again and and having Rue McClanahan involved in the process for for uh, for a while was was kind of wild. Um, so that and seeing it, like knowing that what you went through um, in your own in your real life situation versus seeing it on the screen how did you feel about how it transferred the emotion and it's um it was interesting the most interesting part about it was when everybody else when i started showing it in in festivals and you know screenings to see how everybody else actually responded to it and uh, afterwards people would come up to me or even send me emails from other countries after seeing it and oh, um, just be able to relate to the yeah. experience and uh that that was a, a pretty amazing because feeling. you were coming from an authentic place, and I think when you come from an authentic place, your audience will connect. 
you know. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, in a way, I didn't really realize I was, that's what I was doing at mm -hmm. the time. Um, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was a pretty major revelation. No, I think that's great. And now, do you feel being gay has deepened your writing experience? Um, I think it, it definitely allows me to bring a different point of view. I think earlier we were talking about everybody brings something different uh, yeah. as far as writing skills and um, um, or other skills, you know, doctors or lawyers. But I think also who you are just also just bring your own experience into the room. Uh, if you want to create interesting characters uh, is um, is absolutely crucial. And, yes. uh, you know, I think that's part of what I bring to to my writing and to the room and to to whatever I write. So whether or not it has to do with uh, with with gay themes or gay characters, it, it's definitely something that that helps me understand, uh, you know, I guess the world we we, we live in, really. Yeah. Um, and, and characters and, and people. And facing your truth, like in your own experience of coming out, what have you dealt with some really challenging moments that have hurt you or made you doubt or dislike uh, other human beings for their ignorance? And it's um, I've been pretty lucky. And, and That's good. again, I think uh, when I did when I created Ryan's life, um, it came from a, a pretty positive right. look at the coming out process, and there's a lot, um, there's a lot out there that's about, um, you know, all the negative, um, you know, feed, not feedback, all the negative um, aspects of the coming out process, and and how bad things can go. Um, right. Mine was actually a very positive experience, oh, and and um, you know, overall, it's I've never actually really encounter anything negative or n anything that I haven't been able to to deal with or right. you know rationalize so your family or get was, past was accepting and absolutely oh, and, and I love um that. you know and and again it's having friends who go through the same process learning from their experiences and then um you know kind of integrating all of that into right. what you went through right so going into um writing and your routine, and what do you love most about writing? What do I love most about writing? Um, first of all, writing is kind of, it's its always been a kind of a need that I have. I just, I've always wanted to do it. Like, it just feels like I have all these ideas in, in, in the back of my head, whether they're good or bad. They're just ideas in the back of my head, and I feel like I just have to get them out, or my head is going to explode, so... Um, that's something that it's, it's, it's more of a need really. Um, and, but I, I just enjoy the process, the creative process. Um, just, at what point in your life did you know writing was your destiny? I, since I was a kid, like, you know, writing, directing, anything creative really that involved, um, just creating. Right. Um, I, I still have tapes of, I, I, videotapes of you know when I was six or seven and would force the entire neighborhood to you know be part of these little movies oh that's great would I drive love that. the entire my school or my neighborhood crazy and people would actually hide from me which I didn't find out until years later but even the adults the kids like everybody was just like we don't want to do this anymore <laughs> um so I was just like everybody loves making so it movies started early. so yeah so it's 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 really been just that's kind of it feels like it's what I've been you know wanting to do at least right uh, since you know I, as far as I can remember oh I think that's great and who were your inspirations um early it on kind of of uh, you know it, it having um you know I'm, I grew up in Belgium and until um college so oh that's so it's until kind of college so wow. yeah yeah so it's uh it's kind of it's been all over the place, and it's been interesting to bring that. Uh, uh, that's another aspect that I kind of bring to uh, to the creative process mm -hmm. too. It's it's which it can also sometimes be challenging when you're also trying to address the Amer an American public that you know I kind of skipped a few years, and there's certain there, there are some things that 
are part of of you if, if you grew up in the states that you know I'll only know really from having heard about it, but not having having really lived it. Right. Um, at the same time, I bring something a little different. So, um, but as far as my inspirations, it's you know it goes from Spielberg since I was a kid, who I think has made some amazing films and is just a great storyteller, great producer and filmmaker um to you know david lynch and yeah. you know so it it, it really kind of covers did the, you get a lot of american movies and tv in belgium yeah i mean you you, you right. do get uh, a a lot of uh and and it's it's interesting because i'm not that i don't my parents are still there but i don't right. obviously live there anymore um so now i feel like i'm kind of the outsider now right. um right and it's interesting to hear what they're watching now um but I actually grew up watching shows like The Avengers, the the, the British TV show from right. the the '60s. Learned right. English actually watching, you know, they they would show that the the show with uh, subtitles in French, and I would just learn English watching that. It was a combination of that wow. show and The Golden Girls, and it was a weird combination. So you have a but, very diverse background. I love that. Yeah, but that really makes your perspective so unique. It's I, it's. Yeah. Pretty different, you don't have a lot of Belgians. Yeah, I don't think walking and walking around. Um, I, at least not writers. I don't think I've met. Is there like a another. Hollywood in Belgium? Um, not really. Belgium is pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's you can drive through in, in a couple of hours. I mean, the, it's um, they they do have some some great filmmakers, but it's not right. N- not nearly. It's not set up uh, that way. They no, go elsewhere, right? And yeah, I mean, there's definitely a. a it's just a very small small industry right. um, there, and it, it just didn't quite um, fit the mold that that I had in mind as as a kid. And yeah. I'd always seen myself just. Uh, one day I'll just go to Hollywood, and, yeah. and as a kid, it's kind of a dream. And then it was your destiny, and it kind of happened. Made it happen. Yeah, no, you made it happen. I, I did. I, I guess I did. Yeah. But it's it's kind of when you're in the moment. It's yeah. until you look back, it's mm-hmm. you don't really realize the steps that you took to to get there. It's, no, I it's think an, that's fantastic. It's been an interesting journey. It's been Absolutely. a really rewarding journey. I can tell you from someone who's watched it, it's been amazing. Um, now, uh, if you were to give advice to a new writer on staffing and how to become a working writer, what would you say? Um, I think it's, first of all, at least for me, um, it's always been about, you know, first of all, write as much as you can. Write all the time. It's not always easy if you're not an actual working writer. Uh, you're you, you may have another job, so it's not always easy to keep writing, but as much as you can, just keep doing it and keep trying to learn from other people's work also. Um, and then just, you know, keep an open mind and it's not going to be an easy journey. Some people have it very easy. And in a way, what happened to me in the last few months felt like it just happened so quickly, but it took so long to get there. Yeah. And it, it Was hasn't really been. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, it took a lot of work and, and patience. Um, so be patient and be realistic and, um, you know, keep talking to people, develop relationships, and and keep writing. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the main thing. That's the thing. one thing you can control. Right. And and don't get yeah. disappointed. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Be realistic, but don't, yeah. don't get disappointed. If it's really what you want to do, keep, you know, keep the – if you keep writing, you'll keep improving, and then it, it's just a question of – you know, if you really want it, just be patient. Yeah, that goes into, and I know I've talked about it a lot, but the 10,000 Hours by Malcolm Gladwell, because it really is, like, I think there are so many writers who come to this town who think, I have this great childhood story, and I'm going to write a pilot, and I'm going to sell it, and, you know, and they don't recognize that, yes, with every script you get better, but you have to put your time in. Yeah, to no. really be realistic about the expectation of things happening, and and it's a tough business. I yeah. mean, you really have to to really want it. I think yeah. you have to have the passion, and and you know, I know a few people who maybe are now a little bit jaded or have been doing this for a while and are just doing it for the paychecks and. Right. Actually, don't really care that much about they writing, lost and the actually love for the writing. don't yeah. like it. Yeah, uh, which is 
when you when you're at least in my position you you just get started and you get all these opportunities that you've been dreaming of for so long and yeah. you know, you just wonder how these people can just get so you know are so but they do like when i watch showrunners it's fascinating thing for me because i study tv and so it's fascinating for me going along with what you say when i notice that showrunners start writing less and less and then when i see a showrunner's episode sometimes it's not as good as what their work was way before and it and i think that reflects a loss of a, the passion yeah. for what the experience is and yeah. you know i i hope you know with your rise that you know your love for the writing always stays at the core of what it is, you know. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I so do, too. Because it is the the pay and the the accolades and the pressure of having to deliver a show. It's like you can get lost in the administrative. Yeah, no, and, and it's move true. Away from the creative. And you know? um, and that's the one thing that I guess has been um, one of the, the the things that I've been um, you know harder to deal with is the fact that. There are so many other things now that that I have to do. I don't right. get to write as much yeah. as I used to, yeah. or as much as I'd like. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's 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 it just goes with the job. That's yes. what it's what it is. It's balancing. Um, and it's you know, I'm having fun doing the other things too, but I just don't have as much time to to, to, to write. write. And it's as we were talking about earlier, it's letting go a little bit too, um, and knowing that you now have a staff. You're not the only writer. It's it's a group effort, and to trust in you know the other people on the sh- on, on the show, yeah. the other writers, um, and it's really creating the best show possible. But right, it's and you're a team. Definitely, you're a team. You do that absolutely. You are a team. No, that's great. Okay, for our last question, if you were to offer advice on getting an agent and having a positive working relationship with your agent, what would you say? Um. You know, I I think, I it's it's a it's an interesting question because it goes it goes to thing that the core problem that everybody has is, you know, it's the chicken and the egg. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to get an agent until you do something that's gonna at least have the possibility, the potential of bringing in some some um, some money and launching your career. And it's hard to launch your career without an agent. So that that was one of the reasons why I ended up making my own short films and, right. and writing my own stuff and producing it and directing it. And in this case, it actually it actually worked when I created Ryan's Life. That's That helped get me my, my first agent right. uh, and, and helped show um, some of the producers on, on Medium that I actually could, could do it. And right. that's what got me my first... Um, See, coming from your truth. Look what exactly. happened with that. Yeah. Um, so it's it's trying to be creative, um, like literally creative as far as what are the other ways you can um, you can approach the business. Can you, um, you know, in this case, as as I was just saying just now, you know, I created a short film and that helped me get you know establish some deals and get some buzz going and that's what helped me get my first agent. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and develop develop relationships with uh, with uh, writers, other writers. You never know. Uh, you know, I went from not really having a job and you know working on on development to to being you know having my own show. Yeah. So you know, keep keep those relationships uh, going, and again, you know, be as true to to the other to to your friends. Really, you know, keep those relationships. Uh, around and yeah. just you know, I've I've had a few I've had a few cases where people just disappear out of your life, which can happen in this business. But you just can't tell that they just reappear in your life at a very convenient time. Yes, um, I've heard that from many writers. And um, you know, I, I'm always actually happy to um, to help other people because I you know. Hopefully, I will remain this way. <laughs> but right. uh, I'm 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 so so close to yeah. to to the whole process of getting here that I'm, you know, I'm always thinking about what I went through and and 
seems like you're living in gratitude. I'm so I'm I'm trying to, yes. and I'm I'm really trying to help everybody um, that that's I can. Um, no, that's wonderful, you know. and I I think that is a wonderful note to end on, and I. I want to thank you so much for sharing so much of your insight on the event and your insight on your journey to becoming a working writer and a creator of a show. And I'm, I am so, so proud of your journey and so proud thank of you. where you're at right now. You, you are more than welcome. And I, I can't wait to see what happens with this series. And I want everybody to tune in on Monday nights at 9 p.m. starting September 20th for the event. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. And we are out with Nick Waters from the event. This is Jen Grisanti of Jen Grisanti Consultancy, Inc. and StoryWise Podcast. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to StoryWise with Jen Grisanti. If you're looking to get to the next step in your career and need a guide who has been there and knows what it takes, go to www.jengrisanticonsultancy.com. On the website, you can also find the latest on writing programs, feature film festivals, and other writing competitions. StoryWise is produced by Joel Metzger and Hot House Bruiser Productions.